Welcome to the Random TMCU Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Tanya. And today we're talking about Daredevil Season 1 with special guests. Caitlin. And Claire. They sound so normal when they announce themselves. That's because we secretly are normal, and you guys are the weird ones. Not me. Okay, but we're all the same. <laughs> we're all the same, though. What? I know, I was just lying what? to fuck with you. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, Season 1. Daredevil. So, this is what everyone asked for. We asked our listeners if they wanted us to do season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or if they'd rather we did the Netflix shows. And it was voted that- And this is the only way you get them. Yeah. One per season, because- Yeah, we got that kind of time. I don't hate myself that much. No. And, um, so we're going to do one podcast for season one Daredevil, one podcast for Jessica Jones, and so on and so forth. Right, right. Uh, We may or may not get to Defenders this summer- yeah, just depends. That's going to be, depends. depends on our time. So, here we are. Hey. He, oh, my, oh, my baby Maddie. So, how do we feel? Literal trash, son. L- literal, literal. Literal dumpster trash. Yes. It felt really good to have finally somebody that I could actually say that about, and it was literal. Because oh, we got a lot of hot mess characters, <laughs> but like, I was like, is he in it? Because we watched that one together. And yeah. you had already seen it, and I was like, is he in the goddamn dumpster? And you were like, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I was he like, is. Damn it. I was like, now all the fan art makes sense. Because I had we had never seen this until no, recently. No, I just watched it this summer. And I've only seen Jessica Jones is the only one I've seen you had before seen now. So, so, yeah. He also throws his, his walking canes all the time. So people are like, how many of those does he have? Because yeah, yeah, he just yeah, chucks it right? regularly. He dies, and then he just runs. I was like, does he come back for him? Does he have, like, stock? And is somebody just silently wondering, like, where are all these fucking things coming from? So, yeah. yeah. So, how... I stepped on Claire. I'm sorry. Do we, how do we feel about season one Daredevil? Did we like it? And by we, I mean you. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Jessica Jones. So, you like... Okay, so you and I have both seen yes. Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones. But that's it. that's it. Yeah. Okay. Worth noting, I haven't seen Jessica Jones, but Daredevil is pro- probably my other than um, Jean Grey, and my feelings on it are best expressed through loud screaming because I love it so much. So Okay, so a lot of people talk about season one of Daredevil. It's very dark. Uh, I would... It, it's, it's dark. It's, I mean, it is. It is. It's dark. I mean, it it's, is. Not, it's not a comedy. No, it's not fluffy. Well, it's like it's like I read somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's their first goal was to be a gritty crime drama with some superhero stuff. However, in. I have to say, Jessica Jones makes Daredevil season one look like a fucking sitcom. It do, and that's why I haven't seen it yet. But the the fact that this Daredevil is based off of the Frank Miller Daredevil explains a lot. Yeah, 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 it yeah. really yeah. does. Let's, let's let me do some background real quick. She uh, has neighbors. notes. <laughs> but I only have like just a few handwritten notes. It's uh She didn't go full Janya on this. No. If you're used to listening to our MCU podcasts, I tend to like go whole hog and list all these comics. <laughs> Not happening. She couldn't do all that. I ain't got that kind of time. But Daredevil originally appeared in nineteen sixty four. Uh Stan Lee and Bill Everett, uh Bill Everett being the original artist. Uh there's a lot of input by Jack Kirby. Frank Miller took over in the as writer artist in the eighties. And I did look up artists because I know um, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows knows his his people by by artists. So, and so now that's the thing I look at. Thank you very much. So yeah. So 
that's the that's the credits that I found for the Okay. For the creating Well and he so Daredevil existed all from, you know, the first issue to Frank Miller, but yeah, 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 he yeah, sucked. Yeah, yeah, he did. No one he liked did. him, and then Frank Miller showed up and did, like, oh, like the devil's What Frank Miller does. Yeah, he did what Frank Miller does, oh, yeah, and it's, sure. it's one yeah. of the few Marvel comics that Frank Miller has done, and it was, like, the the gritty reboot of Marvel, and everyone just lost their shit over Daredevil, and then it's been great, and then Brian Michael Bendis took it over, and I just cried inside because it's perfect. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Listen, he's not actually super. That's why I love him. Like, he has really great hearing, but he's really just like a dude with really great hearing to make up for the fact that he's blind. An excellent and, gymnastics guy. Oh, and, and a booty. And a booty. That and, booty! And a sniffer. And, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's, he's, got, got, he's got super senses. But some of that, I think, is trained, like, when Stick was telling him, like, yeah. all the stuff you can smell, because at first he was like, vanilla. So some of that's trained. Yeah. To some extent. Almost like a Batman. I yeah. I hate to go DC. I hate to go DC, but it is kind of a Batman sort of, because Batman was is trained. Batman's not super. Well, and not all of that, with the training and stuff, is like OG. Some of it is like... Rebooty stuff. Rebooty stuff. Because like, originally, and in, in a lot of the comics, he gets his like super hearing and super smell and all of that where he can like echolocate. And then he feels responsible because Frank Miller added in the Catholicism, which is so centralized. And the, the, yeah. And the Catholicism is so central to his character now. It's what made his character great. It's like Frank Miller adding that in. He's got that Catholic boy guilt. Yeah. Because he's got the guilt that keeps him going and that's what drives him to train and become the daredevil. But I still love that at the end of the day, even in the comics, he's still blind. Like people nod at him and it's like, you know he can't see that. Well, and there's a... Yeah, you get a lot of that with Foggy describing to Matt uh, what's going on. Now, I haven't read any... You, Caitlin, Daredevil... Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, she, she is caressing her Daredevil graphic novel right now with, with tabs. Color-coded tabs. The tabs were not for this. Those are for a paper I took to a conference four years ago on Daredevil and the homosocial and homosexual themes of the Brian Michael Bendis Daredevil out. Nerd. Because she be nerd for livings and stuff. But it's still, four years ago, okay, it's still color code tab and Mm -hmm. sticky notes and whatnot. Y'all think I'm nuts. Because I really want to write a paper on it and I haven't actually written a paper that's like of publishable quality, so I've kept my notes because there's so much in this, this one. It's okay. We hit a nerve. I know. It's my baby. She's getting all sweaty. Oh, anyway. But we're here to talk about the show. Yeah, actually, uh, to get back to his, like, does he have powers, or is it kind of like, yeah. It's really gray in the show. I don't like the, what they showed for World on Fire, because they basically showed that he could kind of see. Well, I... Because he uh, saw, he's, he, I mean, like, yeah, he's... Uh Uh-oh. Uh, it's, like the visual, it's the visual representation of the concept of echolocation. I know, but like I'm super mm-hmm. literal. In the show, he actually says, "I the world looks like it's on fire." That's what he says. That that's so. What he so for me, so not knowing what I there's a scene. There's a scene where we're Claire. The end, there, no, no, no. I'm talking about there's a scene. There's a scene, and I'm pointing at you. Yeah. There's a scene in the final episode where Foggy goes to see Matt at the uh, the, the the gym. Yeah. And Foggy nods and he says, Oh, I just nodded. Could you see did you know? And he's like, Yeah, I knew. Yeah. So he's got 
some. And literal me took that to mean that is literally what he sees. Because I could see where y'all are coming from with the, that's more for the audience. But I was like, oh, I'm really confused. Because I'm that person that wants to know exactly how powers work. I mean, yeah, he's technically blind, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the surroundings. I actually, I have a, a friend who is blind that we were discussing this literally just like last night. And she was saying that, yes... She she doesn't visibly see, but she can kind it's, of it's not picture. like total blackness. Yeah, it's she can picture. No, she's I think she's radically blind, but she can picture what's around her from hearing things and from knowing where things are from mm. touching it a second ago by using like yeah. her inner eye. And so if she can touch a chair and then remember, oh, that's only a few steps away. Yeah, if you combine yeah. that with the fact that it makes noise when you nod. Generally speaking, like not most. Yeah, he's heightened to the point of feeling sound, feeling yeah. Yeah. Uh, air currents. Yeah, and... if he's that heightened, then yeah, in a situation where it's a completely still room, a nod, yeah, he could hear that and and recognize it. But like the facial expressions, I liked that compared to you know other iterations that we dare not speak of of Daredevil. Um, <laughs> we'll you never that. you don't yeah, see you don't see her facial expressions. Yeah, we just see the fact that she's there and it's moving. Yeah, like yeah. when she moves, it gets brighter. Yeah, and so I think I can take it if it's more of a that's his mind's eye kind of the way he's visualizing it, not but the way they said it was this is how I see yeah. kind of a deal, and so it confused me. Okay, but we're all sighted people. We have to like rationalize conceptualizations of space around you with vision, and he could see as a child, that's so true. he's able to put the he's pieces the together. Memory of that's true. That's true. So, but like, I really liked it overall. I thought they did a good job with the, um, again, I think it was better than the adaptation that shall not be named um, with that, which you have not seen, no. Janya. And Foggy isn't even in that, and Foggy is my Foggy favorite. Is my Foggy is in that. Is he? John Favreau. He's forgettable. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's what actually got him onto Iron Man. Okay, but he's very you know. I know. But John Favreau has pretty much made a career for himself for being superhero sidekicks. Yeah, he he real good at it. Universe. He's he, real good at he it. He real good at it. I love him. So, but but this Foggy is John's okay, son. Okay, so this 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 Same. Foggy is my child. Yes, and I love so him. Good. And him and Matt are so married from day yes. one. Yes, day one they are married. And Foggy is historically very feminized in the comics, and which he is in the the show too. Like the longer, the longer hair, hair yeah. is something from the comics as well. And it's very interesting that one of the few romances that you see Foggy have in the show in in anything is this interest in Karen Page as like a third you know point in the triangle between him and Matt, which is a classic trope of like homoeroticism in which you can displace sexual feelings onto a singular female to express the sexual intentions for that each other. So I volunteer as tribute. Yeah, so there's a really common like, yeah, Matt and Foggy <laughs> might be banging. That's why like this comic I have is, is marked up because it's called Out, because he's being outed as Daredevil, but it's like he's being outed about other stuff too. <laughs> you know, him and Foggy are married. They are super married. Avocados in marriage. Oh, avocados, avocados in marriage. I know, I waited the whole show for the freaking avocado. I know, because that's something you know from Tumblr is just something that you pick up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, I was like, where the fuck is this going to come in? And I I kept waiting for it. And finally I was like, now I know the reference. Now I understand that reference. So, what, to kind of try and keep us on track here. We're going to do what we, I know, it's really hard to do. God help us. I'll do my best. Uh, what we do when we watch movies is we just go through the cast list and just talk about that character. It gives us a direction to go. Yep. Because we have 13 episodes to discuss here, and Dark. it's going to be, that's, 
It's going to really get on my nerves really quick. Sorry. <laughs> just saying. We're slap bracelet-ing. I'm I sorry. Know. Um, my, I can't handle it. That's okay. We'll, freak out. we'll stop. So, um, so we'll just go through the cast list and just discuss each of the characters, um, as it relates to the show and what we know canon-wise. So, uh, so let's just start with Matt Murdock. Woo-woo! Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, who, okay, can we talk about the lip? Yeah. Can we discuss the lip? <laughs> so... <laughs> Caitlin, do you need a moment alone? Do you need some privacy? No, it's okay. I've already seen the season three times. I'm fine. <laughs> so, I noticed, and I pointed it out to you. Yeah. He's really expressive with his lips. Yeah. Because when he has that mask on, all you see of his face is his nose and his mouth. And yeah, because it's not that, even a traditional superhero mask no, 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 where you get where you very, get around the eyes. He is Dread Pirate Roberts. Okay? Yeah, he is Dread Pirate Roberts. Foggy is Buttercup. Buttercup. I mean, but let's whatever. be real. So, all you see is like from, you know, the nose down. So, his lips, very, I mean, I can't say it. His, it, like the corner curls and shit, it's very expressive. He does a very good job of acting. As a blind person. Well, as a blind person, like, when he he faces a person when they start speaking. Like, as soon as someone speaks or moves, he faces them, but then he's never making eye contact. His eyes aren't focused. His eyes are never fixed. They're never focused. Um, And they they stay still, which most of the people I've known with, with vision impairments, their eyes will wander. But the fact of where he doesn't do much expression with his eyes, it's with other parts of his face and body... Is like I have known multiple people in my life that have been like radically blind, and that is literally how most of them express themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that but bitch as studied. A, but as he a really see, did. But as, yeah, as a seeing person, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really well acted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That lip was, and I noticed it. And I picked up on that, and he would that lip would go, mm, 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 mm. and I'm like, mm, yeah, the mouth. I wish I had video of that just now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I thought he did a really great job as yeah. acting as a blind person. Yeah. And the way, like, um, in, I think maybe it was episode two, when uh, Karen, he brings Karen back home, and he has the, the drink, and he feels for the table before he sets the cup yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. He's very good, and it's got to be tough on his eyes as a seeing person. It is. It's, it's, to, it's to pretty difficult to do. Unfocused. And I think that's, and the dark glasses are canon anyway. But I'm glad they do that with him because I think that That's gives him a bit to relax. Yeah. Um, from having to be on. Yeah, because you don't much. see him without the glasses very much. Yeah. I mean, you do, but yeah, he's either generally for the most part got the mask on or the glasses. That mask. I mean, well, okay. Let's talk he about tied that. a t-shirt what? around his fucking is head. It, is that what it is? <laughs> he's wearing and and like the like shirt he's wearing is basically shit. like Under Armour. Okay, here's my question: How does he know? That what he's wearing is all black. I know. Someone tells him. Yeah, that's when you're when you're blind. You go shopping with your friends, and they tell you what clothes are what colors, and then you section them into your closet. But, okay, so he's the same with money. So that he, was actually so, one thing wait, they showed wait, wait, in wait. the adaptation that shall not be named. That was wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. So he washes his clothes and he pulls them out of the dryer. How does he know? You have to sort them. You have to sort them by color, and then you keep them permanently sorted. It's the same with money. I don't know. Yeah, my friend carries cash all the time, and she either puts them in a specific order, puts them in specific pockets, or folds them. So it's like, if you have black clothes, you put them in one specific hamper so that he knows. So I'm assuming that there was some time that he was like, (laughs) Foggy, let's go shopping for black clothes, and Foggy's like, okay, baby, whatever. Why do you have all this athletic gear that's all black? 
Depends, baby. Hey, at least this is our first time that we have a superhero that doesn't, like, somehow shit out a perfect costume without any previous sewing experience. <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! Because y'all do cosplay. You know how fucking hard that stuff is. Yo. Spider-Man is a lying bitch. He can't sew that. <laughs> he can't make that. I don't care who you are. Peter Parker didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I think Foggy yeah. and Matt should adopt Melvin, and that's the end of that. So, uh... Mal? So, the guy who did his costume. Melvin? Wasn't that his name? <gasps> Melvin, who made, made his costume. Was Melvin? I love him so much. He's so sweet. He, Melvin. Yeah. Oh, Potter. Uh, the, the guy he made the, yeah. the suits? Yeah, the... I've been calling him by his last name in my head, so it confused me for a minute. Oh, sorry. I was like, wait, what? Because yeah. I hear Potter. Potter. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. <laughs> in my head. So, I mean, so we get, essentially, in this season, we get what amounts to an origin story. Which you to know how point. fucking much I love those. Mm-hmm. To a point. But yes. we get it in a weird... He's six, already like... Six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of way. And he's already like fucking around. Like you don't see the catalyst of him being like, I'm gonna be a vigilante. What I like is that rather... We you know we see his background, but rather than getting his true origin story, we see the origin of, of his impetus. Like we see him starting to just help people. But the difference between, oh, I'm just gonna help people sometimes and I'm gonna be... Yeah. major like crime fighter you know more than just protecting the little guy since my dad was killed we see right. that impetus grow and that's the origin which is so cool which is why like as much as i wanted that costume i'm glad they made us wait for yeah it. we didn't get to get it, it felt later. like we earned it almost right at the end yeah and like the opening scene is matt as a child and it's and which that's a can that's canon that's how yep. he, how he was baby maddie um and he was to Pushing the old man out of the road, which that actor, the old, that was the old man, the actor, he's a dude who's in things. He's a dude who's in things. We, didn't we look uh, him up? I don't remember. I don't know. He's a guy. That's our definition of He's character. a guy who's in stuff. A character actor. A dude who's yeah. in things. Uh, it's common. It was common. It was common. It was, common. <laughs> it was That dude was not common. Daredevil was also played by common, yes, as was. was Karen Page. Surprise. <laughs> everyone. Everyone was played by comments. It was like a shitty Eddie Murphy movie starring comments. Oh, oh, God. No, I need mean a shitty Matt, Eddie Murphy movie Matt Murdock with Common. <laughs> All right, let's move it on. <sighs> so, Karen Page, who is a, another canonical character. Right, right. Um, she's played uh, by Deborah Ann Wald. Do you know her from True Blood? I do too. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was, cause I watched it and Queenie hadn't, wasn't watching it yet. So I was having to text Caitlin. Yeah. yeah about it. Cause I was being trash. And I'm like, am I supposed to like her? I was like the bitch from True Blood. She was like, who? And I was like, no, who? it's the True Blood girl. Yeah, it is. I know. That's why I was like, oh, that was me. I was like, okay. I was like, she's strawberry blonde, kind of whiny, but also you kind of love her. No, yeah. You want to love her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Cause you, you were like, should I get attached to this person? Yeah. She, I don't know about you. What happens. I, I actually kind of like her. She reacts like an like a person would react to situations. She does. My only problem with her, and it's not her fault, it's the writer's fault, is the fucking thing with Foggy. Her being like She does kind of play. He what? He, like when she was having the when she was with the 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 older woman and she was like, Oh, he loves you. You can see when he looks at you and she oh, was like uh 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 what, uh, what, what's her name? Bro bro Elena. 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 Yeah. Elena. Um, 
when she was, Which, and she was like awkward about it. And and again with the Matt thing, like she fixated on Matt. And I'm well, like, in the canon, Foggy's awesome, and he loves canon, you. Yeah, she's very in love with both of them. And so, like, she dates Matt on and off. She's his like main canon girlfriend, other than Black Widow. Daredevil and Black Widow hook up all the time, and I love it. Um, Seriously? Yeah, they do. But I approve of but, that. But what about Bucky? Bucky's having sex with Steve, honey. Oh, right. We're talking right. MCU. Sorry. MCU, Sorry. not not canon. But she she has this interesting thing where she really has a relationship with Foggy, but at least in the comics, it's a very kind of mutual lack of success, which continues the Foggy's gay um, kind of plot line. But yeah, she is like the other point of the love triangle, always. Even when Matt and Karen are doing the do, Foggy's like, man, I love her. <laughs> and, and that's, I guess, just exhausts me. When yeah, you let's look at it, old. like from let's a subtextual standpoint, I can see where that's like that says things, but also from a surface, like I don't want that. I either want her to be happy with Foggy or Matt. Nobody's and, gonna be happy in this show. And with Matt, I'm like, oh, I know this is gonna be ha- this is gonna have to be temporary. But I mean, what I like is that in the show they talk about it and they touch on it, but it's not just like harped on. Like at the same time that early on we're building Karen and Foggy, yeah, you're, you're shipping Matt and Claire so hard that it hurts. Yeah, because I when when Matt and Karen like very good, very good. That's your name. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I kind of recoiled on the couch, honestly. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I knew that's yeah. what it was kind of building up And to, she's pining for was, him. I was and hard noping so hard yeah, me on too. that whole pairing. Me too. Because I really like Karen and Foggy because that is such a sweet, right? interacting it's, kind they're of They're like, so good. And they kept, so good together. they kept showing them being goofy together. Exactly. And like, they are literally the same person. They drank the eel. I know. I know. And they so kept, like, well, they kept showing them finding that kind of solace in each other. And I was like, they genuinely enjoy each other's and, company, which is something you don't get a lot in male-female and relationships. The, exactly. and, and it was and, nice to see that before the romance, and then they did the Matt thing, and I was like, Nyeh. Exactly. And Matt and Claire have the same kind of um, chemistry. The chemistry and yeah. the kind of needing to help because she's a nurse. She has that gut instinct to always go to the world of problems to try and help it, as is Matt. So they're the kind of the foil for each other, but they're kind of the same person, and it just yeah. works. Like a parallel. Yeah. Exactly. They mm-hmm. work perfectly together cool. as a pairing, and then it just was like, if you cool. and Yeah, like, yeah. It kind of jumbled everything up. I, I, that was one of the few, because I really do genuinely like this series, but that was well, one of my... So, <laughs> but also, there's you've got the actor chemistry between... Matt and Claire, and then you've yeah. got the chemistry between Karen, and the chemistry between Karen and Foggy, oh my gosh, there's there's that scene where they're at the office, and Foggy, it's after dark, it's right at the beginning, and Foggy is singing terribly. Oh god, it was so like, great. you know I can hear you. That back and forth yeah. was so And she was so embarrassed, and he was so embarrassed, and it was really cute. And she's, she's he's digging a hole. And, and I was like, like this look- is the beginning of a fanfic. Yes. This is how to meet it was thing. a you, it was a meet cute. Yeah. <gasps> yes. But yes. I think I had to look up to be sure this was in season one. I think the but don't spoil it. Yeah, the final reason why Karen and Foggy can't work is because Foggy is at his core a gentle person. Of course he is, yes. And Karen, and as he, we see in season two, is not when she is pushed to her limit. Well, but she will protect herself. There's the dark side of Karen that we've yet to really get to. Oh, we saw them. Well, I mean, we saw her getting there. That bitch. But there's, yeah, that's what I was having to look up. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's, that season one? 
But yeah, that's foggy, one. Okay. Yeah. But, but foggy is very. <laughs> foggy is the most pure. Don't play that. Don't play that backwards. A little bit. So, but foggy is very differential to Matt. Yeah. He will always let Matt have his way. Yeah, because as much as he bitches about like we could we could be making money and we oh, could so- be working for guilty people, Matt's like. How about we don't? Okay, how and he's about like, we do okay. this? Okay. So let's talk about Foggy, who's played by Eldon Henson. He's precious, and I love him. He is my son. Yes. And I love him. Yes. He is precious, and he's basically the most pure. I also like that, so I was worried that as the, you know, long-haired, slightly feminized, lightly chubby sidekick, he was just going to be like, yeah, never get laid. Guy. He got the hot blonde chick as like Marcy. his fuck buddy. For and his I know that is and she's like fucking alpha female too. Yes, she or is. she is. So we see that Foggy is not incapable of pulling a woman that he wants, but it, it sh- puts that in that dynamic of Foggy being the more submissive, submissive role, which that's yeah. what they put Foggy into. But in like show. you know, that's okay. There exist very you know submissive men and very dominant women, but I think that it's it's important because of the fact that. When we have the Matt identity reveal, that Foggy stops being submissive. He does. The whole episode was amazing. But it hurt. But it was really good. It hurt so much because it was such a power. It was such a power shift that we had had through that entire episode. And even when we were looking back at their life, it was a completely lifelong power shift. And I think that's why they showed that. And it just destroyed me. Yeah, it. and it was it meant was to. so well acted, too. That was such a good scene. It was. Johnny has a question. I do, I'm just raising my hand because I want my turn to talk. Um, but see, that goes to show that in a, a dominating, submissive relationship, the sub is actually in control. Oh, yeah. At the yeah, end always. of the day, in an actual BDS. In a real one. In a real not that fake shit. Yeah, don't, not that Fifty Shades of Bullshit. Yeah, that's a um, <laughs> But that does go to show, again... A submissive, the submissive is the one who's actually yeah. in control, and that's the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, I got so many texts from Johnny when she watched that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you I would have gotten some for me if I wouldn't have done it so late last night. Because I'm, human. I would have, I would have accepted I'm, them. I'm dumpster trash. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that because you're a lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, she's she's a late. I could have texted lady. her. Oh, I thought yeah. a lady. I'm no. Like, I mean, she's, she's not, not like, lady. she's not a lady like a lady tramp. lady. No. I mean, I love you, but. I have never once in my life been accused of being a lady, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to not be the lady. And I love you. So, how do we feel about the n- dynamic between Charlie, Deborah, and Eldon? Those, Great. These are our three leads. I almost wish they would have taken the romance out with Karen Almost all together. Yes. But, you're now, going, even, but even if in I a real life it, situation, you're still going to have that, yeah, but that like, moment. I'd rather not have it even with Foggy and just let them just be bros. Yeah, Because they are way fun together. I enjoy the concept and the trope of like the golden trio. Yeah, I do that, too. Oh, yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. yeah. And I, while I would have appreciated a romance between Karen and Foggy more than I did Karen and Matt, um... Taking that out completely would have wouldn't have changed my enjoyment of the show at all because of the golden trio aspect. And if there's one thing that you can learn from reading the canon, Karen and Matt will never last, not long term. Good. Yeah, but that that's a trope in and of itself. She's not the one. I think I know who the one is. Is it Electra? Yeah. 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 Is it Jennifer Garner? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that. So okay. Well, and one of the things well, I like. One last thing on the Golden Trio thing is hey. that we have Matt set up as like the ladies' man, which you know, oh, someone with Foggy's always going yeah, on and on about. But like that. someone with a disability could so easily be perceived as like 
less than. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. in the comics... Like, he builds him up. Yeah, and in, sometimes in the comics, you don't see Matt as, like, the ladies' man. Have you met Matt? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But, like, he is... Oh, my God. It's like he... The, the thing where Foggy's, like... You know when it's a pretty woman. Can that? that touch your face? Was it? There was there was uh, there was the the scene where Foggy well no when Foggy and Karen are out all night and he goes climb off of whoever you're on top of. Oh my god, yeah. They and they okay, but the drinking of the eel. The drinking. They of the made eel. me want to drink the eel. I also drank the eel. It was yeah, but also like. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was. <laughs> it, it was so bad, but like I also want to be like. Um, my darlings, you spend a lot of time with Matt most of the time. He has broken ribs and, like, he's bleeding through his clothing and shit. Did nobody notice that? He meditates it away. I know, right? That, what the fuck is that? that what the bullshit. fuck? <laughs> if this is a universe where Stephen fucking Strange can exist, he can meditate the pain all right, away. Oh, all right. God. Well, he can, that's the same. Okay, so there's the scene where he smells the cologne from three fours away. away. Yeah, and Claire's away. like, what? And I'm sitting there going, it me! Yeah. That's me with hearing. I'll be like, guys, I hear someone three buildings away talking to each other. What do you hear with your special ears? My friend! <laughs> <laughs> so, let's... Okay, so, that's the golden trip. Let's Let's go villain. Yeah. No. no. So this would bring us to the actor whose name I can never Vincent say. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Me, or me, as my me. dad calls him, D'Onofrio. Okay. <laughs> so, Claire, you like? Is it? Are you the one who likes Vince? Or is it you? You like Vince? I'm sorry. I like him in the scope of like he's an amazing villain. He really is. <laughs> like he's an incredibly well written. An amazing villain. No, no, I'm, I mean, in, in general. You mean the, the actor, actor? The actor in general. I have, oh. a, I have a point. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I like Vincent D'Onofrio, oh. so yeah. Okay, no, I, I have a point here. I don't. Yeah, you I don't. I do not like Vincent. I did not like him in Jurassic World. You liked him in Magnificent Seven, and you he were was, surprised. He was okay, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. in Jurassic World. He touches Chris yeah. Pratt. What? <laughs> You did the oh, me. Oh my god! <laughs> so I don't really care for Vincent. I think yeah. he plays the same character in every show. He does. Um, but Criminal in yeah, watching him, his introduction as Wilson Fisk, aka Kingpin, in this show, I did not realize who he was mm-hmm. at first. I heard his voice. And I was like, I know him. Mm-hmm. His I know choices him. in and this were like fucking amazing. Was. I have never liked Vincent in any, really liked Vincent in any movie other than <coughs> Magnificent Seven. He was he was okay. You like him in I Men in Black though. Than I thought. Eh. Edgar in the Edgar suit. Edgar. Edgar. Oh my God! Yes, I knew the that at one point. The skin off. Yeah. yeah. The roach dude. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. See, he's a great actor when he commits to something. But Wilson Fisk. Amazing. Oh my God. Yo. Okay, so I do not. I, I mean, I love Marvel, so I love the villains that you understand. Um, but. He represents my favorite kind of villain, which is the book Hannibal Lecter, not the TV show, but the book and movie Hannibal Lecter. Really, mostly the books, in which you hate The him. books? Are you sure? Yes. The books? Yes. Or the books? By Thomas Harris. I read okay. that as a child. Um, uh, you, of course you do. Yeah. Where you, you hate him, and you do not think that he is doing the right thing. But you are forced, almost unwillingly, almost yeah. without your consent, you are forced to understand his motives 
and you kind of hate yourself for understanding his motives, yeah. and yet you understand why he's such a monster, and it's hard. I remember there was a point where you and I were watching the show, Caitlin, and I think my mother might have even been in the room for it, but it's like, there was a, an episode where we we got his backstory. Yeah. And all oh, of yeah, a sudden, little boy. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, shit. You yeah, have I, to have empathy I'm for him. Because we're taught, bastard. we're taught as little and kids, yet, black and white, you're good or you're bad. Yeah, right. And that's how a lot of, and, and Marvel's been better about that, but that's how a lot of the superhero genre, genre was for a, <laughs> genre. I was looking at you. That's how it was for a long time. And so to have a villain like this that's so multifaceted and well-characterized and... It it's a breath of fresh air. It was so it really fucking was. nice. Because I, I was like, why don't I kind of like him a little bit? Oh, no, he's terrible. <laughs> Kaylin has But here's the thing. Marvel's villains are like Magneto and Loki, where the difference between a good person and a villain... <laughs> Is, oh, she's putting her Loki shirt on me. Queenie is displaying her Loki shirt. Um, the difference between a villain and a good guy is simply whether or not the government agrees with them. Magneto is a great example of that. Right? Yeah. That's but, actually a very fair point. But it really is. Yeah, so uh, Marvel has great stories in which their villains can become heroes at the drop of a hat. But that is not true of Fisk. Mm. He will always be a villain, but he is an understandable villain. And it's, oh, it's sexy. We get off track. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, so, like, so we meet. We, we hear points. about yeah. the thing is we hear about. Oh, we don't say his name. He's he who must not be named. Yeah, he is in the show. He's we even bald like him. And it was that's yeah. why I didn't recognize him. He had no yeah. hair, and I'm like, yeah. who the fuck? And he's huge. But see, but see, I don't but think not Vincent's like really that comically huge. No, he got. He looked like he got real. He ripped got for this bit show. built. He wasn't like he was chunky. Large. I think part of that must have been costumey because I don't think Vincent's that large of a man. No, and it was bodybuilding large. It was not like yeah. I or like strength no. large. It was not like was I'm chubby wide. or I'm no. trying to be a bodybuilder. It was like I could crush you with my huge. little pinky, and that's kind well, of what Kingpin is. Yeah, and well, and he did crush a dude's head with a. But that was with a door. That was with a car door. But yeah. Still. But But see, that's the whole thing about Kingpin is that he can be that really beefy guy, but like it's. Even that is different than you think. You think, oh, he's just kind of chunky. Yeah, uh, he is this really huge beefy guy, but he's also, when when we. The point I was trying to get to was we, we. hear about him yeah. for several episodes before we see him. We see him at the end of three, I which, think. Um, which I thought was really interesting. But then when we do meet him, you don't realize who he is. He's very meek. Mm-hmm. Because His we, voice. We, meet, we originally meet him in the art gallery when he meets Vanessa. Yeah. And he's very quiet and he's very withdrawn and he's very um, out of his element, mm-hmm. which was very relatable. Because Kingpin can easily, he's one of those villains, and he's primarily a super, uh, or a Spider-Man villain. Um, he's one of those that can be over-the-top, crazy comic, and not in a great way. And that's why I loved what they did with him, because you're like, I he knew was that like, was Kingpin. Like, I knew it was Kingpin. Yeah. yeah I was like, oh, yeah, big ball yeah. dude, that Kingpin. Plus, I knew Kingpin. <laughs> hey, I, knew, I knew Kingpin was the villain. And I knew, I even knew it was Vincent D'Onofrio, and even then, I was like, "Huh?" And he so was very it was surprisingly, so really cool good. what but, they did with him. But his character is also <laughs> extremely relatable. Yeah, which made you could empathize with him. So I, I empathize I mean, with I his awkward Vanessa so fucking much. So let's go, to Vanessa. Yeah, um, I really liked. What how the he, fuck was she thinking? Oh, she she she's oh. stone cold. 
I love her. She a stone cold bitch, and I love her. And I loved it. <coughs> I loved it because they showed her like watching at the aftermath of the explosions in the window, and you can tell she's kind of like what I took it to be is I'm supposed to be horrified, and then he says something like the people that that um, plagued that took the little boy, I think it was, they won't do it again, and she goes good, good. Yeah. and I was like, oh Jesus! But she doesn't start off with that mindset. No. You see her. You see her character evolution in very short bursts over a, a, just a few episodes. Well, and she's such a great example of moral relativism because she yes. she is a very good, decent, moral person. But it's one of those things where if you kill someone that is doing the bad things, is it bad? Because like you know, Daredevil is two wrongs make yeah, a right. Daredevil's yeah. kind of the Batman in that he yeah. he doesn't, doesn't want to kill, and he just really injures them to the point to where they're probably going to die anyway, and then pretends like he didn't kill them. So and like, he even said that at one point. He was like, well, like, yeah, I threw him off a building, but, like, he didn't die. I know. It's some bullshit. Well, he's just a coma. That's <laughs> he's, all. He's his own version of moral relativism. But Fisk is killing people and telling her, I'm doing a good thing by murdering. And she goes, good. Because it's one of those things. It's like, if you pushed a button and you got a million dollars and you killed a murderer... Would you do it? And it's like, fuck yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck yeah. And it's like, oh, but then you don't realize that you become the murderer in that moment. Yeah. But like also, strictly speaking, again, he did not lie to her. He, the Russians were think, terrible. I don't think he ever lied to her, which makes me love his character. It's kind of a trope, but I love that yeah. villain, I won't lie to you it, thing. Well, it's, it's the Satan I, never lies. I love that. It's the Satan never lies trope. It's chaotic evil. Chaotic good and chaotic evil become one and the same at their extremes. At the end of the day, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Matt's afraid that like he's going to become that. So, let's, let's, let's go on with the Fisk uh, conversation. Wesley. Oh my god. He was terrible and I love him. I love him so much. I want an evil assistant like that. He's so smarmy without even trying to be. He is like the trademark white man, which is like the best part about him. We don't say his name. Yeah, and it's like... My employer. Dude. I still still like cheered when Karen killed him. Mm -hmm. Well, I did too, but I also kind of liked him because I'm like... He's that asshole that, like, he's smarmy, and he'd be, like, at a bar off hours, and you'd be like, oh, God, this is that asshole that, like, pretends to speak Italian and know about wine, but, like, he does. Yeah, because he's every the time... asshole that would say, not all men. He would! He would. He would. He's the he meninist, would. but also, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta give you props for, like, knowing languages and wine and shit. My lady. <laughs> My lady. Yeah, because every time this takes Vanessa out, she's like, well, maybe I should be dating him. And I'm like, well, maybe you should. I know, right? I'd totally date But him. also, he's, like, fucking efficient as shit, and I respect that. Yes, he is. But that's why this this hired him. I would like everyone to know that Claire has the hiccups and is struggling to get rid of them. I have been trying to keep it away from the microphone. Don't call me out like this, you bitch. <laughs> Bless you. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. She just keeps trying to hold her breath. It's precious. Um. So, you've got... <laughs> so, there's Wesley... And then, awesome. so let's, He's that terrible. brings us to the, uh, another trio type is Owsley, Gao, and... Nobu. Nobu. My favorite thing in the world is that in the early episodes, Madame Gao is not subtitled. Is that we are forced into the position of not knowing exactly yes. what she's saying. She's and filtered. Nobu yes. speaks Japanese. Gao speaks Mandarin. Yep. The Russians speak fucking Russian. And now I, I notice that a lot more because of things like Tumblr that point shit like that out. When you have the unnecessarily, 
you know, unnecessary English because it's like, oh yeah, everybody knows I mean, English. They would swap back and forth between yeah. languages, but but like, it did. It, it was like you're like, what the fuck's going on? But they didn't even subtitle her. Like the Russians, they yeah, subtitle they, for important scenes. Mm, yeah, but Madame Gao, yeah, they subtitle true. her sometimes. But early on, she is so like a power figure because you never but, know what she's saying. But that yeah, into her. I mean, as an English speaker that doesn't speak, you know. But that feeds into the mythos later of her understanding English. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. That's also a trope I love. I mean, she's so badass. I'm deeply, deeply I in know, love Madame with Gow. Madame Gow. I'm so glad she I'm got like, away. you're terrible, but also, because, like, the blind people and the drugs and whatnot, but also, like, you're pretty bad fucking ass. She fucking is, isn't she? Yeah. It's a deep sexual. Can I, can I ask a question? Okay. Um, when she says she's from further away than China, is she magic? How much further away can you get? I mean, I know. you start having oh, yeah. to come back around the other way. I don't know. Way. Like, but it sounded so no, mystical point, and shit. But at some point, you get to a location <laughs> that's as far away as you can get. You have to start coming it back It sounded the other way. so mystical and shit. I was like, is she magic? I mean, I feel the need to rep- remind everyone once again. This is the same universe in which Stephen Strange exists. I know! I and about to bring that she could be magic. And or she Thor. could be from Korea. And Thor. <laughs> she could be from Korea. And which is literally further away. But I mean, but, okay, yeah, Stephen Strange, but Stephen Strange is still from Earth. You've got Loki and Thor, who are from Asgard. That's a little further away. What, what's funny is, it's, there's, the you know... When you're talking further away than China, it depends on if you're going Eurocentric. Because if you're going yeah. Eurocentric, it's Korea. If you're not going Eurocentric, it's like, what, right, Northern getting, Russia? Now you're getting technical. <laughs> now you're getting technical. Maybe she's from Northern Russia. You don't know. So, you don't know her life. So, Naboo yeah, is yeah, a yeah. secret ninja? Not so secret. Yeah, but like, the, Daredevil is all up in the ninjas, though. Like, so... Why do they have to name him Naboo? Every time I just think of Anakin, like, I hate sand. That's why I'm like, Nobu, not Naboo. <laughs> no. I have to, in my brain, no. pronounce it differently. Nobu. No. Nobu. No. So, Owsley. I love I love that actor, and he's been in it, everything. It took me two episodes to realize he was the warden from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's been in everything, and I love him, and he's terrible. But also, awful. like, he's awful and terrible. But he was so good at it. Because I kind of, like, he was again, so I kind of, like, halfway rooted for him. He was so annoyed the whole show. Can we talk about how amazing Ben is, too? We'll get to Ben. Oh, my God. We'll get oh, to yeah. Ben. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there, honey. Because they're, 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 like, I don't know why, but for some reason, Nobu and Ben always get connected in my mind, because they're, like, the, the tertiary in the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And... Well, I'm just not, t- no, I'm trying to Owlsley. stick with Owlsley. Owlsley and Owlsley. Ben. Yeah, that's I'm trying to stick with bad guys. I yeah, I know. I know you are. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying that like that's an interesting connection that I always make of like Owlsley as you the, associate them. Yeah, as Owlsley yeah, as I the translator and I, Ben is the the journalist translating it for the public. I kind yeah. of feel like Ben and Owlsley kind of go back go a minute. Yeah, because we see. Okay, so let's well because Ben's talk reported about ben. on a lot of this shit. Yeah, and Owlsley's been all up in okay. the money thick of it. Can I just say Owlsley got his shit together? Yeah. Dude totally had his shit. I'm going to say this in the most loving way humanly possible, but if we had to pick villains, you'd be Owsley. You'd be the evil accountant. Yes, I would. I mean, you would, and you'd be fucking good at it. Yeah. I've seen the text messages. That is accurate. That is that is very accurate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I bitch about work. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I work in... She'd have so many spreadsheets and macros, and it I would be beautiful. You'd be really good at evil, like, money laundering and shit, like... I love, and I say that with love. I, I, I have to take money laundering. I know you do. Um, 
Because, you know, you're lawful and shit. But, so, like, if you were evil, so, that would yeah, be <laughs> yeah, I'd be an evil Owsley. Yeah. But I'd be better than him. Well, yeah. So, so you yeah, would I, be do, sloppy. I do. I do see where you see the parallel between Owsley and Ben. Yeah. I mean, they both are very prominent. Because you've got Nobu and Gal who, would, who provide a particular service, for lack of a better word, for Fisk. But Owsley is kind of like... Much more has much more power because he holds the he holds the money. I mean, dude. But where Ben is, he holds the information. Yeah, and you kept seeing him hold back. You kept seeing him start well, to write the article, but Alsley and then delete kind, it. Alsley was kind of held back too. Yeah, the both of them work as filters because everyone else is like these levels of intensity of like we have to do it all, we have to do it yeah. all now, and they're the yeah. filters to say we need to do this slowly. And properly. Yeah. And like, properly. Because Ben's the one that even backs though, Karen off to be like, you know you were followed. Even though bad things happen. Even though bad things happen. So I hate that I they killed so I hate that they yeah. killed off Ben. Yeah. That really because hurt. he canonically he goes on and yeah, on and on. Ben and to me is like kind of the if you take out the um as far as the occupation difference, but he's kind of the Jim Gordon. He, yep. Again, he's the filter yeah, yeah, for yeah. Daredevil's actions. He can frame him in the press any way he See, and chooses, I, and, I thought and that we was, lost that. I thought that, and almost in a Peter Parker duel. Yeah, well, he works for the Bugle, too, yeah. so. But you you have to lose that, because part of Daredevil's character is the fact that... He's misunderstood. He's very misunderstood, and people yeah. people who have had experiences, it's, it's a little bit like Spider-Man, but not really the same, in that people who have had experiences with him are like, no, he's a hero. And everyone else sees him as a devil. Yeah, because Karen's sitting there going, that doesn't seem like the guy that yeah, saved because, my life. Because the whole show, Foggy is thinking of the... Daredevil's this, the Daredevil this terrible guy, this man but, in the mask. But Karen's like, mm, but he's But not. he was good, and he saved me. he saved me. my life. Mm, I didn't want to bone him. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, really his booty's real nice, but Matt's also <laughs> real nice. I wonder... So... She puts two and two together through the booty. I know, it's the booty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm just so, so done. The look on her face was just utter hate. <laughs> yeah, and, okay, what about the Ben and Karen dynamic? That was nice. I liked that. And I liked at the very end when she was like, if he would have had a daughter, he would have wanted that to be was like so you. I was like, sweet. why don't you make it hurt more? But I hate that they killed him off because Ben in the comics does so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I really love the actor. Oh, I do too. Bonnie Curtis he Hall is great. a great actor. So let's, let's talk about everybody's favorite. I've been holding her off. Claire! <laughs> Ew! Schlair! Yay! I fucking love She's too Claire. good for every fucking Everyone. buddy. Everyone. You want to talk about ships? Like, I love Karen, but like, fuck Karen. Matt needs Claire because Claire will like tell him to like shut calls, the fuck up. Calls him on his shit oh every time. I love her so much, and I feel like the reason she's not in more episodes is because Rosario Dawson actually has like a great career and stuff. But I'm like, no, 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 give it up. Be in Daredevil all the time. So, but no, I want her to be in all the Marvel stories because she's in all of them a little bit, and I'd rather have that than just having her in one show. But I love her because you get to see her interact with other characters and other shows, and I'm not going to say she, anymore. Wait, really? Is she in just? She's in all of them. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Well, Spoilers. But, I mean, I'm not saying, but yeah, she's. You can get that from IMDb, but like, yeah, she's in all of them. She's yeah. one of the, the threads that yeah that flows through them all. But here's I my love pro- her. here's my problem. Yeah. What? She is Claire in the show is a combination of two characters. Yes. 
She is Claire from the Luke Cage Who is comics, a doctor. And yep. she's also the night nurse, which is actually like three different characters. Right. But Who, if Claire, you don't know, the night nurse is the, basically she runs a clinic for broke-ass superheroes like she's who patches she like patches, Matt yeah she who are up. dumb shits and talk, get beat up yeah we talk about her in the dumpster yeah. yeah we talk about her in the Stephen Strange podcast yeah yeah because she, Christine Palmer is one of Christine them Christine Palmer is a night nurse right but Claire is not a night nurse nurse Claire is a fucking doctor and also yeah. a woman of color and they demoted her yeah and that makes me angry I think that well Can you tell <laughs> and and I get that, but Damn like <laughs> I think you I think you did call it out though, like when we were in the car on the way here, you were like, but also she could be making bank as a doctor and she wouldn't necessarily be in Hell's Kitchen where all this shit is happening to patch she up our have, dumb baby. She wouldn't have found him in the dumpster. I also think it's almost a reflection of, of reality because she seems a little bitter about shit that happens at work. And she like, does. She she obviously is frustrated I, with yeah, it. And I, mean, I, I would, you know, I feel like if that was the reason they did it, they should have spoken more about it and been like, you know, are you a doctor? And say, no, you know, she says, because I'm dumb shit. Yeah, because, says, because I'm a Hispanic woman. But yeah. like, no. because yeah, he asks her, are you a doctor? Yeah, and that was totally a reference to And Canada. she's like, me. Well, something like that. But still, yeah, it, it could have been more. And she's then a I, woman of color and they demoted her. And I think and part then, of it is because they are eventually going to, I'm sorry. It just, it, it just makes me I know. But I do think some of it is the stupid reason of they want to have the night nurse. I think that is coming well, that as a an actual title. I think that's probably going to hit at some point. Well, like, the thing of it is, is that she could have been a doctor. Like, everyone thinks doctors make a lot of money. They they really don't always. Cause yeah, not always. It's not a given. But at, if, I, I still, yeah, with her. You wanted her to be a role model. Yeah, but some, yeah, but. Her yeah. finding him in the dumpster was necessary. It was so great. I love how when we met Claire, she was already 112 percent done. Yeah, she was, she was born, and done. we like brought her to like celestial levels of doneness. I've never identified with a character more. Right, and I think my favorite moment is when he finally kisses her, and she goes like something like, "It took you long enough." Like I wondered when you were going to do that. Which, I mean, part of me is always like, okay, well, why can't the woman just take the, the you know, impetus and just, like, be like, meh, and, like, make out with him? <laughs> because he's real fine. But I also appreciate the fact that she is never the twitter pated oh, he's so handsome. Karen. Yeah, she's she, never, like, running her fingers down his abs, like, oh, I'm gonna sew you up while I lick your abs. And she's like, oh, God, you cracked a yeah. fucking rib again. God yeah. damn it, Matt. Yeah, it's it's less of, like, oh, God damn it, and more of she's oh, Mike. A, yeah, she's attracted to him because he does good things. Which, by yeah. the way, Matt Murdock's middle name Michael is Michael. He was also he also had a twin brother that he impersonated at some point too. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah but that was like that such was bullshit, on. and it didn't work. That well. was rolled on. Yeah, but the thing I like the thing I like about Claire and and you hit on it, um, Caitlin, in a relationship versus Karen is Karen's going to be like, oh my god, my poor my poor baby, you're so broken, and Claire'd be like. Why did you take a fucking kick to the chest? You know you've broken that rib four times. Why are you such a dumb shit? Medita- meditate this, bitch. And that's, that's <laughs> why it needs that. That's why I like that in canon, Black Widow and um, Daredevil get together, because they're both, like, gymnasts. So they're both, like, so often you get the superheroes that are just, like, burly. And there are so many types of athleticism, and people tend to forget that. Yeah. And, like, you know, we have She-Hulk and Black Widow, so we have that represented in the women. Yeah. But then, like, in the men, you don't often... And so Daredevil is always a little bit finer boned and a little yeah. bit more lean. He's not as as ripped yeah. visibly like a Chris Evans right. Dorito human. 
But, like, in the comics, the relationship of Black Widow and Matt is similar to the TV show Claire and Matt, where it's like, the fuck were you doing, son? Yeah. Yeah, but that's Natasha Why to were a you T, so, so dumb? So, okay, what about the priest? Father yeah. Because we I gotta bring the him. Catholic in. I loved him. We gotta bring the Catholic in, because you're right, that is such a huge he, part of Matt's character. I know, I love the point where it was, there, I can't remember what the line was, but he, he used, like, his Catholicism as a reason for his doing stupid shit, and I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah, he brings it up. Uh, no, Foggy brings it up in the the confrontation at the gym. Yeah, uh, and I was like, you but, gotta love that Catholic like, boy guilt trope. Like he could, like he he wants to take Matt to. He wants you come talk to me. Do you want to go to confessional? Blah blah blah. Okay, so you want a latte? Yeah, he's so casual. I he's love like, him. You want a latte? Make a great latte. And yeah. I'm like, he totally make me a latte. I know. I was like, can I, I have one? Right? Yeah. I like it, too, just because of the fact that for someone like Matt, who we are seeing as Catholicism is a large part of who he is, and we've had that, you know, for the sort of origin comics that this is coming from, for him to have that initial confessional of, I want to confess for something I haven't yet done, and then for the priest to still treat him with such kindness is so important to him because it essentially gives him permission to keep doing good things. Because when you're Catholic... If you ask for forgiveness, you get it. So it's like, it's okay if he does this. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like he's okay if he does this because he can get absolved and the Catholicism allows for that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just, I love the guilt because he's like, I'm doing bad, but I'm doing bad for good things. And even though I'm beating people up, I'm saving people. And I I, I love that conflict. Yeah. Well, and you you get that. That in and of itself is another trip. It is. Two more people I want to discuss. Marcy. I, I love to hate her. She's, wow. I love I to fe- hate her. I feel like she, one thing that I really like about Marcy, and I kind of wish we would have gotten a little more of her, in the standpoint of, I know women like that, and that is what women, you see a lot of women, hashtag not all women, um, <laughs> in, in a corporate environment, a very male corporate environment, they become do, that they person. become that because yeah. they feel like and in a lot of ways that is a way to succeed you have to but also it's like god how toxic do you have to be to be one of the bros and what i i mean one of the things i kind of like about is that i mean i am like that i am one of the bros very naturally yeah it's not an act for you though no but like i i appreciated it because i mean it it, maybe when i was younger it might have been but now it's very natural in that i am a very feminine woman and yet, I will bro out and, like, be a stupid douchebag and be competitive and aggressive. And so, I loved Marcy because I'm not that competitive. Like, I don't care yeah, much about doing well. But I was like, oh, my gosh. This is, like, a woman that I see myself in. See, my only problem with her was the moral piece of it, which is which was Foggy's problem. Well, like, she did. Like, you're representing terrible fucking people. But she did turn out. She did do the right thing at the end of the she day. She did. She did. Well, and with our legal system, it doesn't matter if they're terrible or not. They have to be represented. Yeah. And, and so there's always that kind of dichotomy. So I kind of, I almost was to the point where I was like, I really dislike her as a person. But also, like, it's interesting to see a woman characterized that way. But what made, but what made me like her was that all of the women in the show are not the same woman. Yes. Karen is different. Yes. Karen is different from Claire, who is different from Marcy, who is different from Victoria. Lady Gal, who is different from Vanessa. Who yeah, is different yeah, yeah, yeah. From, I agree um, with that. What's her name? They're in all the... different ages, different races, yes. different body types, different body sizes, different personalities. It's not like yeah, control C, Marcy, control V. Yeah, because Marcy exactly. was not, because uh, Karen is very thin, very mm-hmm. willowy. Um, Marcy's voluptuous. Marcy was very curvy and attractive and pretty. Um, And uh, Claire's got dim shaved sides on her hair, which I'm just like, 
Yes. Yes. Give me more. Partner mommy. So, yeah, I like... <laughs> no, like, I... <laughs> screw Matt. I want to date her. I, she's... I mean, she's better than everybody. So... Like, yeah. Yeah, so I like that there was different representation. They weren't all this because you see the whole gambit of men, yeah. but you get like one woman. But we had yeah. a very wide range of women, which I thought was great. So the other character I wanted to talk about, Stick. Ugh. Wax on, wax off. Oh, fucking Stick. Now, I like Scott Glenn as an actor. I like though. that actor. I do enjoy him, but um, Stick was an asshole. Stick was a complete asshole, and like, I don't know, I really... I. And it's more of a character thing that I didn't like how he treated Matt. I didn't like the whole, I'm going to be this mysterious asshole who's going to teach you stuff, but also, like, I'm not going to, as a human being, recognize, this is a kid who just lost his dad. I'm coming in as a father figure, and oh, no, I don't want that from, like, a nine-year-old. See, here's the thing. As much as the joke in Guardians 2 was that Yondu's Mary Poppins, Yondu is not Mary Poppins because he stayed and cared about Peter. Yeah. Stick is Mary Poppins. He wasn't perfect. But he cared. Yeah. Stick is Mary Poppins. He shows up, he teaches a lesson, and then he fucks off. And it's like, the reason I hate Mary Poppins is the line where she's like, I can't love you children. If I loved all the children I took care of, then I would never leave. And I'm like, well, fuck you too. Can't you love all of them and still leave? And that's the way I felt about Stick. Yeah. Because it's like, well, fuck you. Can't you actually be nice and still teach these kids something? Maybe, but Stick had ulterior motives. He had his own agenda. Which, and, yeah, we have not seen all of. But also, can I'm I sure. just say, I knew he had the fucking bracelet. Of course he can did. Can I just say? Yeah. Saw that coming. Yeah. But, but like, I just, I really hated the whole, oh, I needed a soldier. And it's like, I'm sorry, he wasn't even an adult. Like, I could maybe get that if he walked in with a young adult and was like, okay. But this, I mean, Matt was like, what, nine, ten years old? Just no, lost his dad. I'm thinking he was closer to 11. Yeah, he was 12, still. That's 12, so fucking young. Yeah. I mean, and had just lost young. his dad. So I was like, yeah. I was like, what the Fuck okay, did you expect? Dude is an asshole, but as a character... As a character, he's very interesting, and I, we're going to see more of that shit. Okay. And what I like about him is that he isn't mutated. He doesn't yes. have the superpower, he, but he can fight just he's as not, well. He's not blind. Yeah. He's not blind. Stick's not blind. Stick doesn't have... But, you know... The disability The disability. Anything. But, like, what I find interesting is that oftentimes these, you know, superheroes, like the, the you know, splash of poison in their eyes, and, the, you know, that's, that's the reason why they're special. And it's like, that's the reason why he can literally hear someone going to do something before they do it. But, like, Stick can do it, too. Yeah. That's why That's why I was like, well, some of it is learned. Some of it is honing Kingsman. your skills. Yeah, some Very of it. Kingsman. <laughs> okay. It can be taught. So, we have feedback. Oh, yeah, we do. We have feedback from... We have feedbacks. We had feedback a long time ago. Yeah, we did. Um, Jimmy was very excited. That is so awesome. About... about that's us recording Daredevil. Uh, so he writes in, he says, Hi guys, I've been listening to your podcast, Marvel Ones, and was really disappointed you weren't going to do the Netflix MCU series. And then in the Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, you said you were. And I just about cracked my pants with sheer excitement. <laughs> Anyways, Daredevil season one wasn't my favorite, but it still had its moments. We have bullet points. Oh, yay. My favorite. I like bullet points. The Battle of New York was kind of brushed over by everyone, and they left the people of New York in the dark on what happened, leading to lots of confusion. In the episodes with the flashback to college, Nelson versus Murdoch, Foggy mentioned some Greek chick, and that is Electra. Oh, yeah, it is. Which we see more of in spoilers. Claire's face. What? Yeah. You took Spanish with some Greek chick? 
Electronachios. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he says, I wasn't a big fan of Kingpin, but it was creative how he owned half of everything in New York, but I wasn't a big fan of using the same paying off the cops technique in spoiler. Okay. Okay. I love, don't you love how I edit on the fly? You do, and you've gotten quite good at it. Uh, It says, also, I do wish that there was a little more connectivity tissue between Netflix TV and the big movies. Like in Winter Soldier, when they listed off Hydra's targets, they may have added in some blind detective in Hell's Kitchen or something along those lines to solidify his existence in the MCU. Hydra would have just been like, there's dumpster trash in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I mean, Daredevil's really regional, though. Yeah. He, it, I read something. I read something on like a four block, you know. Radio yeah, like I read something on Tumblr. It was like he micromanages the fuck out of his twelve blocks. Yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> Spider Man, whole of New York, like Avengers, all of the world, and it's like nah, nah. Daredevil, Daredevil got these it's twelve not. square blocks. Anything above West Fifty Fifth, you shit out of luck. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I can hear you. But that's it? not my Who boundary. It? In, in, in Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, well, I don't go above such and such yep. street. Yeah, yep. he's like, you're fucked. Sorry. Yeah. His He's like, I can literally hear you in another neighborhood, but nah, you not in the kitchen. Jessica? Yeah. Can you get that? And she's like, fuck no. All right. No, she'd do it. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and watch Dancing with Jones. It's on my list of things you see. So, uh, he says, also, just a side question, when Cloak and Dagger and Defenders and all the other new shows come out, will you do something like this where you will go do the whole season in one go? Theoretically, yes, maybe. Theoretically, I don't know, Cloak and Dagger's, is that Netflix? That's not Netflix, is it? <sighs> no, and is that the animated one? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember. Maybe, uh, yes on Defenders. Maybe. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, TBD? Yeah. Can't. Can't. We might with the Inhumans, too. We've talked about doing that mm, on the S.H.I.E.L.D. feed. I want to watch it first. Yeah, that's going to be one of those where I can't commit to that and see how shitty it is until yeah. I see how shitty it is. So, but right, theoretically, yeah. yes. Let me file that email away. So thanks for writing, Jimmy. That's awesome. Uh, so here's Greg. Greg was excited for this as well. Greg was very excited for this. He says, unfortunately, he says, unfortunately, I was able to rewatch season one. Okay. Either you... <laughs> Wow. I thought you liked it. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe he means wasn't able? Oh, maybe. I don't uh, know. For the third time before writing this. No, he rewatched it. So the highlights I saved in my brain are just going to have to do. Oh, I don't know then. It's fine. Words. Uh, Daredevil, in my opinion, is a damn good season of television. It has its ma- minor shortcomings, which can be overlooked. Of the MCU Netflix seasons that have been released so far, I rank it third. With Daredevil Season 2 first, Jessica Jones Season 1 second, Luke Cage a close fourth, and Iron Fist an easy fifth place. Yeah, I think that, I think Iron Fist is everybody's fifth. It's kind of like the Hulk movie. Yeah. Where they're like, and that's the bottom. I haven't seen it. I know, we haven't either. Haven't but either. I've heard lots of things. I've heard terrible things yeah, about I mean, Iron Fist. All I know is that I watched Daredevil Season 2 and I was like, I, I need a break before I can watch other stuff. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. But you, you like Jessica Jones. Okay, so... Yeah, watch Jessica Jones. You will love her. So, um, anyway, Greg says, The show is well put together. Matt Murdock doesn't start off a full-fledged costume hero. There's an evolution that happens without us being bored into submission by origin stories. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. I am never bored by origin stories. Origin well, stories I are that. the best. I hate origin stories. 
It's a betrayal! After a point in time. Okay, let me... Get out! I I am of the ilk where I'm like, I haven't seen you Spider-Man. If I have to watch Uncle Ben die one more time, I'm gonna kill him myself. You don't. They're skipping uh, Uncle Ben. I'm just just tired of the same origin stories. When they're different, I'm okay. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. But I swear to God, when they're the same, I want to stay. Like the Batman one? Or, yeah, like Batman or like every Hulk, where you have to watch his origin story all over again. His origins. <laughs> I was literally about to say that, Queenie. Origin stories. Origin. That's, it's somehow more of like Matt Murdock's because he's <laughs> protecting the origins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why are you the way you are? Because you love me. Okay. That's true. Alright. Alright. Alright, dudes. I got lots of email to get through. Alright, go. Uh, we get flashbacks of his childhood to help us understand his backstory. We meet him, his close circle of friends, slash colleagues, his arch enemy slash enemies, and, quote, his city, uh, Hell's Kitchen, Queens, New York, which is its own character. Foggy is his loyal, lovable best friend, but to me, unrealistic. Why are you shaking your head? I think that's Manhattan. Okay, as someone who actually really loves the area of New York City that is Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen is in Manhattan. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. City. It's in It's in the main... And Hell's Kitchen actually is a very nice area of town. I don't want to get off my soapbox. It's gotten, it's gotten pretty gentrified, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they talk... There's like... Worth noting that this was, you know, created before it was gentrified. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think, like, during the show, it's almost like they were in the process of... Well, and they were rebuilding from New York. And I, and that was one of the that was one of the things that... I'm, I'm really glad, actually, y'all brought that up. Because... I, um, I have several friends in areas that are becoming gentrified and like, um, my friend Hamish who lives in Seattle, um, was like, yeah, fucking Amazon moved in. And I was like, that's awesome. And she's like, no, it's not fucking awesome. I'm not going to be able to live here much longer. And the gentrification is, you see it happening because Tully's trying to get everybody out of that building because it's rent controlled and he wants condos. Which in turn is basically this. So you can see it become its own kind of like... Yeah, yeah, bad guy so, yeah. of pushing the yeah. little people out of Hell's Kitchen. So I, I really kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, we kind of see it in process. Yeah, in yeah, show, which I thought was interesting. Because uh, Foggy is his loyal, lovable best friend, but to me, unrealistic when he finds out his best friend is a super superhero. If he found out your blind friend could use his other senses to be more able than you, can kick ass, pull hot chicks, and still have time to pass the bar, would you whine about feeling betrayed or get super excited about all the possibilities? No, I think that was actually realistic. I thought it was realistic because I'll take... No, no, let me just say. Let me just say. If Queenie were to come to me right now and tell me she had all this superhero shit, I'd be pissed as hell. Yep. Why the fuck didn't you tell me? I'd feel the same, and I think it also supports the intensity of their relationship being... So homosocial is, like, they're friends, but it's more than, like, normal social boundaries. Yeah. And they have a very homosocial friendship. It is a lot more than just your standard friendship. It is a deep love and a brotherly affection, and, like... You it's know, a betrayal. It's a total betrayal. Yeah. If Claire, yeah. If Claire said she was a superhero, I would smother her in her sleep. Like, and, and I do feel, and I do feel like you see, a lot of what you see from the best friend is, oh my god, that's so cool, can I help? And so, like, Foggy, where I didn't like it from a character standpoint, was I was like, no, 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 but no, also, no, you need to help him because he's terrible, and now you know, and Foggy's hurt, and I didn't like Foggy's that, but I was hurt, like, yes. I was like, this is and realistic. And also, when Foggy finds out, Matt's beat half to death. Yeah. yeah. 
So he's angry at that because he... Re- and and there's also that anger of, her. you dumb fuck, you've been putting yourself in this position over and over again. What if you die? I'm so goddamn angry at you. Well, and all the times that Matt's like, oh yeah, I just wasn't paying attention. And it's like, okay, I'm a little worried about you, but it's just normal, potentially you can't see things. And then to find out, no, you've been able to see shit this whole time and you're acting. The yeah. fact that he yeah. has the cane yeah. and he's yeah. acting, and, it's and like, I, you couldn't tell me that. And you I, motherfucker. And I've been your... Help. Yeah. I've done everything I can to go above and And, and happily so, but also yeah, but it's a lie. So, yeah, it's a total lie. I yeah, think so it is a betrayal. I thought that was I thought that was very realistic. Alright, moving on. Uh he says I adore Deborah Ann Wall and the job she's doing as Karen Page, but her character is an impulsive idiot that caused more trouble than help provided. Mm. She is literally Marvel. She has slang. those moments. She has those moments. I love Karen, but you're right. Like they're like the decisions to just she does a stupid sometimes rush to the door rush yeah. to the building it's just like but Matt does a stupid too a lot I mean I think that's why Karen's like us because it's like I would just like stupidly walk to my door to open it you know but then she shoots someone yeah 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 and and I think some of that goes back to in a lot like the the dichotomy of Karen is interesting because. In a lot of ways, she's that dumb cinnamon roll that's real innocent. <laughs> but then also, when push comes to shove, she oh. can kill a dude. Oh, Brad. Oh, no. Rosera Dawson is arguably my favorite character in the entire saga. She is the first of two night nurses in the MCU, Claire Temple. There are three nurses. Well, okay, so if you're talking MCU. Yeah, MCU. There's only She's the only nurse. Yeah, because they made Jane a doctor, uh, and Jane they made doctor. Christine Palmer a doctor. Christine Palmer's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's more shows that we haven't watched yet, so I can't maybe. have another nurse. Mm. Ah, whatever. Uh, he says, she, I says, I'm struggling not to spoil this for you and the listeners, so maybe there's stuff we don't know. Okay. Oh, my hand is cramping. Okay. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, A.K.A. Wilson Fisk, A.K.A. Kingpin, arguably the second best villain the MCU has given us so far. The man pulls it off. He has intellect to match his stature and brute strength and provides a believable obstacle as the antagonist, unlike several MCU bad guys. I want to know who the first is. He doesn't say. I know, but I'm curious. He doesn't say. Uh, He says, I'm more than sure that everyone you two know that saw this before you did try to convince you that the highlight of the season was the one-shot hallway fight scene in episode two. That was pretty fucking cool. And that alone no. was, and that alone was enough reason to watch the entire series. While by no means am I disagreeing with that statement, it still wasn't my favorite moment or episode. My favorite moment is in my favorite episode. Really? Which is what? I hope. Episode four. And no, it's not the Kingpin taking Antoine's head off with a car door. That was pretty cool though. That was pretty cool. My favorite uh, my very favorite scene are the not obvious action scenes is the subtle moments right before them. For example, in episode four, when the Russians have kidnapped Claire, beating her uh, for info on Matt, the moment where the lights go out, the Russians begin to panic, and she laughs maniacally in relief because she realizes the man in black has come to save her. That was pretty cool. And she says, you want to know his name? Ask him yourself. Yeah. And that is powerful to me. Even though she's tied up, been beaten, they have machine guns and drastically outnumber Matt. She realizes she's safe now. And they're not, and she immediately starts trying to free, to get free and out of harm's way. She didn't resign to simply being a damsel and her show of faith, and the hero kind of gets you amped up. And it was that kind of giddy, like, I'm in this terrible situation, and I'm kind of really awkwardly emotional, and it was just like, he's coming! I really like the way she, I really like the way she played that. 
Uh, here's his, his bullet point lists. Okay. Uh, I like how the Battle of New York is referred to as the incident, mm-hmm. which they do that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have some other S.H.I.E.L.D. ties for you later. Uh, he says they hint at Elektra in Episode 8. Yup. Stick, his mentor, shows up for a whole episode. Actually, yeah. Stick a dick. He says, I heard that Melvin, the suit maker, is a villain in the comics. Yup. That's true. Uh, did not expect them to kill Ben, Ulrich, or Wesley in Season 1. Yeah. They were good characters. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the hallway scene was epic, realistic, gritty. He was in pain and exhausted, but too determined to give up. That's, it was really good. That's a hero. Yeah. Um, one thing on the MCU tie-in, I've heard both, I've heard it both sides. I've heard a lot of people say it wasn't enough. I heard a lot of people say, oh, it was great. Um. The fact that they even mention it at all. Yeah. yeah makes me happy. Uh, for our S.H.I.E.L.D. listeners, um, guess what? Orphanage, uh, and I'm not saying it's the same one, but... Um, Sky also mentions that she was at St. Agnes's, which I gotta say, if you're looking at Catholic orphanages, that's probably a common name, but... You talk about the one Foggy mentions in the bar? No, he says we're trying to get his kids in St. Agnes, so that wouldn't be... No, that's the, that's the one that Matt was at when he was a kid when we get the flashback, the stick episode. But Foggy says we're trying to get his kids in, does does he not say St. Agnes? St. Agnes's might have had a Catholic school attached to it, like, you get a big Catholic church, they can have an orphanage and a school, but yeah, so that's the orphanage Sky was at. Or A1 named it, so. Yeah, I mean, the the connection of, like, oftentimes the orphanages, then the orphans would go to the schools. So, yeah. I mean, it was like, just get the nuns to teach them. Yeah. And sometimes it's a twofer. Those yeah. Poor, those poor nuns. Bless their hearts. Fuck <laughs> 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 Yeah. Knuckle wrapping. <laughs> With the damn ruler. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Not anymore, but they might want to. And they used so, to. So, <laughs> I have more feedback. <laughs> and BB looked up. Uh, so this is for Fred. Okay. I uh, says, been listening to your shows for a little while now and love hearing you. Yay! As, as for the show, I think the cast is great. Charlie Cox does a really not very nice job, and so does Deborah Ann Wall. And the violence through, though over the top, kind of work to show you just how nasty uh, where they live can be. Yeah. Vincent is the standout star as Kingpin. The complexity and menace in his voice and the delivery of his dialogue shows both the depth of his talent as an actor and the brilliance of his casting. Yeah. Okay, first one, I can't... Second one, okay. Yeah, I never really so, been a fan. And of again, the, the whole gritty thing, and I think I think Caitlin hit the nail on the head. This was from the Frank Miller version, and it was super gritty. So I think that's why you see it's not a current representation of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. It's kind of like when they do the gritty Gotham and it's, like, based on 80s New York, and you're like, New York now is, you know, not as crime-laden and terrible and, like, no, hobos but... in Times Square kind of deal. But that's what a lot of people think of when they think of Gotham and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. a lot of comic adaptations. Yeah. So, but, no, it's not accurate. I'm just a little bitter and defensive because that's literally the area of town I want to live when I move to New York. So, it's yeah. like, no, Hell's Kitchen is actually really nice. Yeah, it, I mean, it used to be a complete slum yeah. back in the day. That's why it's called that's Hell's Kitchen. That's why it's called Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Fred goes on to say, uh, so I was glad they got the red suit, well, as good as we can get in a TV show, by the end of the season. There's a very long and rich comic history that they can explore in the show, and I hope we get more seasons with this great cast. Well, just sharing my thoughts, and again, wanted to say thank you for the fun and sass you bring to my iPhone. Oh, yay! Uh, and he's from Canada. Canada! Canada! <laughs> Was it one of the Daredevil emails that somebody said that they didn't want to ramble? At which point I wanted to be Michael like, always yes, ramble! Michael always says We love that shit. 
<laughs> All right, we got two more. Okay. This is Michael. Woo, woo. Who, um, can we just say uh, to our listeners, um, Ming-Na Wen touched Michael's art of her <laughs> as a Jedi today. And signed it. And signed it. And I'm real excited about that for him and for Chris, who actually got to see her with her eyeballs. Yeah. So he says, aloha, ladies. <laughs> says, I hope you en- he says, I hope you enjoyed the best of the Netflix Marvel shows. Okay. okay. I reserve judgment. Mm, Jessica Jones so far. He says, it was amazing to see them attack this series as hard as they did. The casting was great, except for possibly Karen Page. Okay. Although I think she could just be a poorly written character. But boy howdy, Vincent Kingpin is fantastic. He's the best Marvel villain to date, in my opinion. Yeah, he's great. I really look forward to seeing him in future seasons. And Scott Glenn was nearly perfect as Stick. Well, hello. (laughs) Oh my god, you have a pupper. I had a pupper. He uh, says, I think the thing I liked most about Daredevil, besides Kingpin, was the smaller story. Everything taking place within Hell's Kitchen was a welcome change from the world-threatening stories of the movies, or even the globe-trotting treats of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There are some nice nods to old comic nerds like me. Oh, uh, Battling Jack Murdoch, Fraser yep. Creel, Ben Ulrich, Owsley, although it, it would have been cooler to see him as his crazy comic version. Yeah. The Taylor's a villain, too, in the comics. And Melvin Potter, hoping he'll become the gladiator in the future. While it's not completely faithful to the source material, it's at least respectful of it. I have watched all of the Marvel Netflix shows so far, and I think this series was the strongest. Okay. I do wish they had kept Ulrich around a bit longer. Yeah. He's a great foil and mentor figure for Daredevil. I also would have liked them showing more of Matt as a very strong litigator. They strengthened Foggy instead. He's a bit of a wet noodle for the most of his comic history. I also wish they kept Wesley longer, but his death scene is hopefully foreshadowing for Karen's dark past. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Chivalry be damned. Don't let Wilson Fisk get the door for you. But, like, also, I'm kind of like, that's nice. Um, He's an old-fashioned gentleman criminal. No, I agree. I think I think Daredevil season one is, like, the best. I like it so you much. think it's the best? Have you seen Jessica Jones? No. I haven't. But Daredevil season one versus Daredevil season two. I loved season two, don't get me wrong, but season one is just like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I like Jessica Jones. I do too. Well, and so we were, far we I prefer We were talking it. about it in the car on our way here that the reason why we probably like Jessica Jones better is because it's more relatable. And she's Jessica and I'm Trish. Yeah. Yeah. So when, keep that when, in mind. When you're watching it, I Trish. I'm Jessica, she Trish. And like, I'll, I'm... Unless it's, you guys will, I'll tell you whether I liked, and I'll, I'll probably write in commentary for your Jessica Jones to let you know if I like it more than Daredevil, but Daredevil's like my hero. So. Well, yeah, that's one of yeah, your favorite yeah, yeah, heroes. Yeah, 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 I totally get that. So if I like Jessica Jones more, I'll like, oh, you guys a drink or something. Go fix me a drink. A Queenie drink or a normal people drink? I only eat Queenie drinks. Boom! I had a massive lunch and one Queenie drink. Oh, knock me out halfway through this podcast. <laughs> so... That's not wrong. <laughs> There's more yet to come. Yes, Yay! Predatory loans. So <laughs> I started it. I know I did. You so did. This, this last feedback is from Kim, one of our longtime listeners. Yay! Oh, I adore it. I'm so glad she got to write in for this. She says, "I really liked the first season of Daredevil." I'll I thought the main cast, with the exception of the redhead from True Blood, who played... Did nobody like Karen? Oh, my God. I liked her. She was one of those people that I was like, I liked her in general, but she did problematic things, but that's a well-rounded character. Also, I feel like 
I like her more with the knowledge of season two. So when you guys are casting okay. season two, it might be different. Okay. okay. Uh, she says, but maybe I'm just biased because I didn't like her on True Blood. Yeah. Uh, Karen, uh, Rosario, wait. Rosario. So Rosario Dawson as Claire was fantastic in the role as I knew she would be. However, the best thing about this season and that thing makes Daredevil season one I will rewatch is Vincent. Oh, he's so good. Uh, he was absolutely amazing. I have been a longtime fan and supporter of his, but while I knew his acting would be stellar, I was not prepared for the fact that he literally became the kingpin I remembered from the comics and the cartoons. Mm-hmm. His size and bulk so worked for this role, it was as if the comic creators knew he would exist one day and created a character with him in mind. His acting skills uh, were the perfect accompaniment to the role as he really humanized the character and actually had me on humanized. his side a That's couple of the times. best That's description. Yeah. Evan's side, a couple times murderous crimes aside. I actually have not watched season two of the show yet because I thought Kingpin was out until at least season three or four. I figured an actor of his caliber, of Vincent's caliber, would not agree to more than a season commitment. And I'm still pissed that the show killed off Ben, who is played by the fabulous and woefully underrated Bondi Curtis Hall. I love him. Hearing that D'Onofrio does appear means I will be watching. Yeah. I I don't know why, but I got it in my head at one point that Fisk was only going to be season one. I did too. I don't know why, but I had that in my head, and I kind of thought he died. Like I thought it was, I thought it was going to be the tragic daredevil. Oh God, you're dead! And I kind of wanted it, but also I didn't because they don't kill people. I thought it was going to be the whole guilt thing. I thought they were going to end him too when I was watching it, just because they had built him up to be kingpin so quickly, and everyone else was just beginning to hit their stride. That I thought, oh, they're going to kill him off in like the you know catharsis of this this series, this season. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad they didn't because, again, he's a well, fantastic as character. A villain as good as him. And, well, and Kingpin has a long history. There's a lot of things they could do with him. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way he made a snide ass comment about an ascot. And I was like, it, you! <laughs> because he is, he wears this giant white suit and he's got a fucking ascot and he's terrible. Yeah. I know you love him. It's okay, Caitlin. Alright, well, that's all I have. Um,. Yeah, I just, overall, I just, I, I did enjoy it. You Don't get me wrong, I love Jessica Jones, though, because, like, she's a piece, she's another piece of trash that I love. Because she's terrible. But she's also amazing. And also, I'm Trish. Yeah, you are. I just love Maddie so much. I know, and I kept watching it going, Maddie, no. Matt, Maddie, no, Maddie. No. That's what Claire said. The whole time I was going, Maddie, yes! <laughs> you would. You said you had some other Marvel... Oh, the thing about Sky, um, and then of course there were some, there were some, they went kind of heavy with the references in the first episode, um, which Marvel does tend to do a little bit, um, but one of my complaints, and you actually even brought this up, is, um, (laughs) that knowing that we, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but having, cause you, you went in to watch Jessica Jones and you were like, um, isn't this also in Hell's Kitchen? And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, I'm not hearing references to, like, massive explosions and stuff like that, so... Because they do mention Precinct 15 in both shows. And they, and they mention the New York incident in Jessica Jones. Um, so I want to go back, because I've stopped myself from rewatching it until we did this cast. I'm going to go back and pay closer attention now that I know the events of Daredevil. Because I could hear a reference to something, and I'd be like, I don't know what that means, so we're moving on and I didn't know it was a reference. So I'm hoping there's more tie-in between... 
Aside no, from just was, Claire. There was one, there was a cop in Jessica Jones that I thought might be the one honest cop. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I thought he would pop up in Daredevil. Because when we meet him, you kind of feel like you should know him already. And I didn't see him anywhere. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so. Lone Road Cop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I, it did, I did nice enjoy it. It would have been nice to have seen more continuity between. Yeah. This early on. I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed though because at this point, um, in season one they hadn't bought the Spider-Man rights yet, so Ben couldn't work for the Daily Bugle. And I stupidly loved the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson Mm -hmm. and all that shit. And like, so I was kind of mad. And then they killed him, and I was because I was like, ooh, maybe he can get a job at the Daily Bugle, and it'll be great because they own the rights to that. Oh fuck no, no, (laughs) he did, he did real bad. So yeah, but I, I I did enjoy it thoroughly. Um, the, really the only reason I put it off as long as I did is because I was like, I'm probably going to stupidly love this and I don't have time to, you know, like devote to it at the time I didn't, if that makes any sense. So yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's, thank you, Caitlin, for reminding me to pimp that we forgot to do. Um, what? Yeah. We forgot to pimp. Um, so, yeah, again, we enjoy the feedback. We do. So, you know what we're going to be doing this summer, so if you want to send it in early, it's okay. not a big deal. Next weekend, we're doing Jessica Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And so, uh, you can email us at randomteapodcasts at gmail.com. And on Twitter at randomteacasts. And on Tumblr at randomteapodcasts.tumblr.com. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomteapodcasts. <laughs> and if you don't want to remember any of that shit, you can go to our website, randomteapodcasts.com. Scroll to the bottom, and there's links to all our social goodness. Yeah. What else can they find on our website? A bunch of audio files. Oh, is that what's on there? Yeah. Oh, cool. And, what like, weird recaps that nobody reads. <laughs> Sometimes being nobody summary. Nobody reads the summaries. Summary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's our Agents of, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feed. Yeah. Uh, Agent Carter, which has been archived, but you can still access it. If you haven't watched it, go do yourself a favor and Dude, love yourself yeah, and watch I it. Mean, I need to finish season two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god, Caitlin, I, I am going to tie you to a chair. I, I, I consider that my biggest failure. So yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's Dude, so good. Watch it, it's so good. Yeah. Um, then there's our, I'm totally drawing Random right. movies. Random movies, there's Gotham. Yeah, Wonder. we got Wonder Woman out Wonder there. Wonder Woman! On our random movies feed. Um, it's like there's Sleepy Hollow, there's... Uh, random miniseries. Random miniseries. And later this summer, we're going to start on Stranger Things. I'm so excited about that. So That's, that's going to be way awesome. fun. We're hoping to get it out before season two airs. So. Which is on <laughs> Halloween, so. Which wish us luck Hopefully. With that, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, do send us the feedback. Again, you know what we're doing this summer. Um, we will be doing Homecoming. Um, we will with our TBD soon. Don't know when. Because we, we are probably going to want to watch it. At least twice. At least twice, even though Johnny's not going to want to. And then we try to give you guys time for feedback. So, Homecoming will be coming this summer We sometime. already have some feedback on Spider-Man, I'd like to we say. We do. And thank you for adding the spoiler. Yeah, because we haven't seen it yet. Because so we have not. Good job, you. Had a chance to see it. We really don't know when we're going to be able to see it. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, so, anything else? That's all I can think of. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.